The following was originally broadcast on Northumberland 89.7 FM. For more podcasts and learn more about us, go to northumberland897.ca. And thank you for downloading this podcast. Today we're going to focus on Cobblestone Farm Retreat. And I'm pleased to have with me Sam Campbell, one of the owners of Cobblestone Farm Retreat. Hello, Sam. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. So tell me, how long have you been involved with Cobblestone Farm? How did it get started? And what is it you do? Well, I actually purchased the farm back in 1999. So it's been almost 22 years that I've owned the property. And up until 2012, I was commuting into Toronto for work. Uh, But at that time, that's when I decided to turn Cobblestone Farm Retreat into basically a retreat center, a bed and breakfast, a farm stay wedding venue. And I started doing that part time. And in 2018, I turned it over to a full time business. And where is your farm? So we're just north of Coburg, so if anyone in the area is familiar with Dale Road and Burnham, that's where we are, and we're actually located on Cornish Hollow Road. So prior to March 2020, you would have people come to your facility, whether it was going to be a bed and breakfast day, whether it was going to be a wedding, whether it was going to be a retreat of some kind, whatever the case may be, the customers would contact you. Walk us through what it was like dealing with the customers, dealing with your suppliers, a basic idea of how it was you were doing business on the farm. Right. So before the pandemic, everything was very easy, actually. Guests would contact me. We would book their stay and they would come and stay. We were able to host multi-generational families that could come, different groups of friends that could come and gather together. And once the pandemic hit, we essentially had to shut the business down completely for a full three months until we were allowed to open again in the summer. And then at that point, we really had to restrict who was coming, where they were coming from, how many people were coming. And it really played into a whole change of business. And unfortunately, we had several weddings booked last year. And of course, all of those weddings then got canceled or postponed until this year. So that was a big change for us. When we're talking about changes, we're also talking about things like having got to reopen again three months after your closure. You had to do things like have PPE on hand and create contact tracing information so that that information was available if necessary. What other costs, what other changes in business were you looking at? Well, we had to follow very, very strict cleaning protocols. And in fact, the government had us fill out all sorts of forms, follow guidelines, and just make sure that we had ample supplies of hand sanitizer on hand. You know, what would take us normally a couple of hours to then clean and disinfect the house took so much longer because you had to do every single surface. So it was very intense, which also led us to have long lead times in between guest stays. So we could no longer have guests check out in the morning and guests check in in the afternoon. We would have to have at least a 24-hour span in between the two. That's a change. What about staffing? Staffing, unfortunately, because we were closed for those three months, I really had to pull back on staffing. And my partner and I ended up doing a lot of the work that we would normally hire people for. We were doing that ourselves just because economics, we had to do that. So not only did it impact your business, but it impacted the livelihood of people that worked for you. Correct. When you opened up again, things started to improve a little bit. Were you able to hire some of those people back or other people? Our staff requirements are are relatively low to begin with, so we were able to hire some people back on a part-time basis, which helped, but we would hope that 2021 would be better, we'd be able to hire more people on board, 
and it just unfortunately is not coming to fruition. We come to the fall, specter of a second wave rears its ugly head. And then, in fact, at Christmas, we get hit with it. Is that a busy time for you? Is that a slow time for you? What's the impact there? So it's a very busy time for us. Of course, you know, families want to get together for Christmas. We did have to limit any of our rentals in December and January to families. And we thought we'd be able to run the families right into the new year, but unfortunately we couldn't. So the family who had rented for New Year's Eve, we had to cancel their reservation due to that lockdown after Christmas. And the family that was actually staying at Christmas had to leave a bit early. So it was definitely an impact. Luckily, those are families that are returning guests. So they were very understanding and very flexible and very supportive. So I was thankful for that. During the second shutdown in January, February, was it a different type of lockdown this time? No, we had to close down again, Mark. And in fact, we had a ski family that had booked every weekend, January, February, and March. They had registered their children into skiing at Brimacombe. And unfortunately, the ski hills were closed down. And this family, we had to actually cancel um, five weekends of their stays. And so it was a huge impact on our business. So in essence, you're looking at five, almost six months worth of closures during the last year. Correct. Wow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So looking ahead, vaccinations are, are beginning um, not only here in Northumberland, but elsewhere, and that's where a large portion of your clientele is coming from outside of Northumberland County. How do you see things evolving? I'm not asking you to have a crystal ball for when it's going to end or how it's going to end, but more so, how do you see some of the changes that have happened during the pandemic becoming a part of your business going forward? And what are things that you were required to do that you're going to be very happy not to have to do anymore? It's a good question. Um, I think in, in our business, the hospitality business and certainly accommodations, I think the cleaning protocols are something that we probably took for granted and thought we were doing a, a great job. And I think everybody was. But I think that's something that will stay. I think our clientele will demand that sort of policy and procedure. So I think that's something that we will continue on. And I think the thing for me that I'd like to say goodbye to is the restrictions on the number of people. Because we can host a large group of people, whether it be a wedding, whether it be a family reunion, whatever the case may be, is we can, the farm can actually sleep 16 people. And we have not been able to utilize that full amount in the last year. So I'll be glad to say goodbye to those restrictions and let big families come back to enjoying each other's company at the farm. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time today to talk to us about what it's meant to run your business during the pandemic. Tell us exactly where you're located, uh, how people can reach out and find out more about the farm retreat and, and contact you. Perfect. Well, thanks again for having me on the show, Mark. I really do appreciate the support that our community has given all of our local businesses. And if people are interested in more information on the farm, we are at 3286 Cornish Hollow Road, just north of Coburg. And we do have a website, cobblestonefarmretreat.ca. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, or if people want to reach out by phone, they can always reach me on my cell at 647-408-2292. Thank you again, Sam, for taking the time, and I'm going to invite everyone in Northumberland County to focus on Cobblestone Farm Retreat.